0: Welcome to the weekly podcast of Capital Outlook from Wyoming PBS. Capital Outlook is a weekly show broadcast whenever the Wyoming Legislature is in session from Cheyenne. To learn more, visit us at wyomingpbs.org. a fundamental belief that Wyoming must live within its means, Governor Mark Gordon sits down for a special one-on-one interview with Capital Outlook. With new revenues contentious, Governor Gordon discusses his supplemental budget and how he plans to work with the legislative branch to cut and manage budget shortfalls that are still projected to be in the hundreds of millions of dollars. Capital Outlook starts now.
1: This program is supported in part by a grant from the BNSF Railway Foundation, dedicated to improving the general welfare and quality of life in communities throughout the BNSF Railway service area. Proud to support Wyoming
0: PBS. By a grant from AARP, serving the needs and providing real possibilities for the over 50 population in Wyoming. AARP Wyoming proud to support Wyoming PBS. This program was funded in part by a grant from Newman's Own Foundation, working to nourish the common good by donating all profits from Newman's Own food and beverage products to charitable organizations that seek to make the world a better place. More information is available at newmansownfoundation.org. And as we begin this special Capital Outlook, it's our privilege and pleasure to be joined by the governor of the state of Wyoming, Mark Gordon. Governor, welcome to Capital Outlook again.
1: Well, thank you, it's uh, really an honor. I guess we've spent quite a bit of time this year in press conferences. Right in this room. Right in this room. I'm
0: off camera about maybe 12, 15 feet away, but um, it's been such an interesting and, and time that none of us could predict it. And we wanted to really give you an opportunity to talk about some of the hard decisions that you've had to make here in the last well, almost the last six or seven months. Decisions you never thought would come your way, but, but here we are. And I wanna start with the budget that you released to the Wyoming legislature this week, and I'm talking about the supplemental budget. Right. This is a budget that is almost a billion dollars less than the budget that was handed to you when you came into office.
1: Well, well that's correct, uh, Craig. And we, we knew that challenges were coming and people had seen the handwriting on the wall We've had failures of coal companies and others. Uh, and so luckily when we set up to do our initial budget a year ago, uh, we asked every agency to come up with priorities. That sort of set us in good stead. Uh, we weren't prepared for the Saudis and the, and the Russians going at it tooth and tong uh, and dropping the oil price. Uh, we weren't prepared for no rigs running in Wyoming, first time I think in our history. Uh, and we weren't prepared for a 30% drop in expected revenues. So we had to do some things. Um, And luckily, agency heads stepped forward with recommendations. We knew we had to do about a 10% this summer. We did that. That saved the state around $400 million. Uh, The October Consensus Revenue Estimating Group came in a little better, uh, which allowed us to do uh, a little bit less, but you're right, it's about a billion dollars less. And these are
0: on top of cuts that the previous administration had already made, which were significant. And you said, Governor, that these cuts were painful and that you did not wanna make um, those cuts and the budget presents a weaker government. So the question becomes, is it an adequate government?
1: Well, that was our um, sort of level point, was saying, what are the, the important priorities that each agency has to do how are we gonna preserve those capacities to the best of our ability? Uh, and, and some programs had to go, there's no question. Uh, do, are we adequate? I believe we are adequate. Is it the best that we can do? I don't think so. Uh, I worry about some of the capacities for meeting the needs of our, of our most vulnerable people.
0: And uh, it seems like this budget may have impacted those folks, maybe more so than than anyone else?
1: Well, I I don't know if you can say that, Craig. I think everybody in this budget got got a little something uh, in a hit, even county and town governments. Uh, We tried to be uh, careful and thoughtful in how we made these reductions. We wanted to preserve and be able to deliver to the best of our ability. But I think I mentioned this recently uh, that, there really are five agencies that make up two thirds of the budget. One of those is the Department of Health. Another one is the Department of Family Services and Corrections. Uh, and you can't make the kinds of cuts we had to do without hitting those, those budgets. And, and that, that's very painful. Uh, senior, senior mental health, um, you know, those are tough.
0: We have to talk about revenue mm-hmm. the lack thereof. And, and I wonder, if nothing changes in the state's revenue structure, its tax structure, whether you and I will be again sitting here (laughs) one year from now, talking about the cuts that you've just had to make.
1: Well, obviously I I, I think, um, you know, sent to the community colleges and part of PBS's budget also uh, took a hit. And and so thanks um, for that. But I I will say that um, I've, I've said, we have to look at where our exemptions are. That's the place we have to begin. We do need to diversify our revenue streams. Uh, Wyoming has been very aggressive under my administration and the one prior to this, Governor Meads, in, in making sure that coal still has a place in our national energy mix. Uh, I've pushed it a little bit further to talk about coal being an essential part of the climate solution. And that's because we know with carbon capture and sequestration, we actually can be carbon negative. Um, you can't do that with renewables. We love renewables, that's great, um, but, but we have to have a total energy picture. Uh, and so we've been very aggressive on that. We haven't given up on any of those revenue streams uh, and we've done everything we can to make sure those businesses stay viable. But there is no question that Wyoming is going to have to figure out a way to diversify its revenue stream. We want to make sure that we encourage new businesses to come to the state, advanced manufacturing. Governor Mead had his uh, legacy program, the endow program that identified a lot of programs that should come our way. Uh, We've tried to follow up with that. The difference uh, that I've tried to put in our economic development, is that we're not looking for that giant thing coming from somewhere else that's gonna pay all our taxes. That usually comes with a big bill to start with, from the state to coffers, Um, but really to build the right kind of entrepreneurial climate that allows lots of little businesses to grow.
0: I wanna drill down a little more on the the revenue need. In the general fund, do you believe today as we speak that the state needs more revenue or are the services that government is providing with your budget sustainable over time? General fund only, we're gonna talk about education here in a little while.
1: Sure. So general fund only, we, we presented a balanced budget. Uh, it is it is precarious balanced budgets, precarious because we just don't know what's gonna happen. We're in the middle of a pandemic, economic activity is really, um, pretty tenuous we know the stock market's done well i'm happy that the work i did as treasurer and that treasurer myers continuing to do is going to stand the state in good stead but but i can't say that what we the position we see ourselves in today or that the october craig is entirely accurate hopefully it's a little better that that's what i'm hoping for but we've cautiously anticipated what might happen if we have even further Uh, reductions in those revenues. And I do think we've got to look at our exemptions. Uh, I do think that we've got to make sure that we're getting paid the taxes that were owed. Those are the places where we start. Uh, I've made sure in this budget that the legislature understands where the cuts have come from, what programs are being impacted, and what the implications are in terms of sustainability going forward. Is it your role to
0: advocate for instance, to get rid of exemptions? Is it your role to advocate for new revenues?
1: I think the governor's role is to make, I mean, constitutionally, my job is to present a balanced budget, Uh, and and I've done that. Uh, I I think the concern um, about what we talk about with revenue, um, to, to be very direct about it, Craig, I think we need to look at our entire tax system. We need to be able to build a tax system that isn't as dependent on one revenue source, which is commodity driven. And I'm in cattle business myself. I know good prices and bad prices. That's what we've had, boom and bust cycle. Uh, We need to look at that whole system and find a sustainable tax program that we can project into the future My timeline is, I think it's urgent. You know, know, I mentioned at the beginning of this year that I was putting forth a budget which was uh, cautious, uh, conservative, uh, but that it really did talk about a glide path, the ability to sort of address these revenue issues that we had. That's the purview of the legislature, not ducking that, but they're the ones that really talk about that. Uh, And I I urge them to take that up. My budget is really not designed just to get us to next year. It is designed as the first step to get to a sustainable future with a predictable tax structure. That's good for business. That's good for the people who live here. And that's where we really need to go.
0: You watched the recent elections Mm -hmm. and you saw where arguably the Wyoming legislature perhaps is more conservative in the aspect that many signed a no tax pledge and got elected. Mm-hmm. The legislature will have a role in educating, and I hesitate to use that word, new legislators. What's your role in communicating the state's need to folks that are just coming to Cheyenne that maybe have said, I'm not, I, I, signed, I signed the dotted line, I'm not raising taxes, Governor,
1: I'm sorry. Sure, and, and I, you, you know, it's nice that you have turnover in the legislature, it's nice to have new faces. Um, I think any legislator coming here uh, is going to take a little time to learn. Uh, And I think uh, a lot of times pledges are signed. Uh, I I was talking to a former, actually, he's still a legislator, but he said, I remember signing one of those. and, And then I got here and I understood, now, nobody likes taxes, nobody wants to raise taxes, but I understand now much more what the needs are. So we haven't talked about education yet. You presented a balanced budget for
0: the general fund. Mm -hmm. Nobody today can argue that we're balanced on the education side. So, (laughs) Governor, you can't, and you articulated this in your press conference that you have little control over the education budget, but you can guide direction. Have Mm -hmm. you had conversations with the school recalibration committee relative to how education might be looked at in the future in Wyoming?
1: I have, uh, and and I think there's quite a lot to that discussion. Uh, there, there are an, a series of court cases that guide sort of that discussion. I'm, I'm sure most people in Wyoming are familiar with the Campbell cases that some interpret, meaning that you've got to fund education regardless. Uh, there are also Washakie decisions that guide a little bit about how that education should be delivered. Uh, but, but the real challenge at this point for the state's budget and I think for education is that uh, its, its spend rate at this point is backstopped by the Legislative Stabilization Reserve account, which is also backstopping the Hathaway, which is also backstopping any number of, of lending programs. So, for instance... Uh, the federal government decides they're gonna go into sequester, which they did a few years ago. That holds back highway construction dollars. Well, our construction seasons is really in the summer. Um, if you aren't getting those federal dollars, we borrow from ourselves to be able to get started, and then we recoup later on. So that's in, in, in the Legislative Stabilization Reserve account. Uh, school construction, also backstopped by that. So there's a lot of piglets on the Legislative Stabilization Reserve account. And, and there is no way to slow down that spend rate until there isn't enough money left, literally, until there's no money um, or not enough to really meet the needs. And then the superintendent can step in and prorate whatever happens at the end. That's not a particularly thoughtful way to fund education in a sustainable, sustainable fashion going forward. So we're gonna have to look at that. Uh, there is some talk about the basket of goods, that core element of what is a Wyoming student going to learn. I think that's good conversation. There's some talk about um, what we do with school districts. I've recommended that we go to uh, you know, 25 districts, um, basically each tribe and each county. Uh, that's nibbling around the edges, uh, gets rid of some administrative costs. Um, And I do think administrators are great. I'm not saying that they aren't. I'm just saying that maybe there's some efficiencies to be gained there. But we've got a bigger discussion that we're gonna have to deal with. And one of those is the Hathaway Success Scholarship. That is such a driving force for education in the state of Wyoming that we almost have to look at it at the same time.
0: Representative Nicholas, who is the chairman of the Joint Appropriations Committee and also involved in school recalibration has said, at least on the House side, their education bill is going to have a revenue component in it. Are you ready to say that you'll support that revenue component?
1: Well, well, I'd have to see it, Craig. I, you know, I, a lot of people will say, "What, what do you think about this bill or that bill?" And I, I really have to see what we get before I'm going to say I'm really going to support it or not. But I will tell you what I'm not particularly interested in doing. I, I as as I mentioned, I, I talked about we 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 really need to look at at a comprehensive fix so that. People understand exactly what the tax structure is going to look like. They understand it's it's sustainable, that it's not excessive. Wyoming's a conservative state. We've never liked to tax, uh, but but there are certain services that we want to to, to deliver. There are certain things that we've put uh, in in front, and and so just trying to fix education with one you know balancing act. I really want to take a look at a longer, better process.
0: I've seen advertisements from realtors in your home county, in Sheridan County, that say essentially, you know now, East Coasters, West Coasters, you can work remotely, come to Wyoming where taxes are low, buy your place, go to to work. And now all of a sudden these people are voters and don't have a history here of supporting our schools and supporting our communities. Does that concern
1: you? Well, I think it's important that, that, that people invest in the communities they want to live in. Uh, and uh, the, 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 there are many people who want to come to Wyoming. Uh, they love what it has to offer. They love the outdoors. They love the proximity. And they are engaged in their communities and they want to make them better. Their kids go to school uh, and, and they are part of the community. Those are are Wyoming citizens that are carrying their own weight. There there are others who may just wanna come here as a tax haven, have no interest in being buried here, have no interest in in really Wyoming other than its uh, tax-friendly status. Um, I'd like to engage those people more in a conversation about where this state goes, what it does to be able to preserve that kind of low tax structure going forward, but it does require some participation. Well,
0: I wanna move on to COVID, Governor. You're well aware, and you talked about this last Friday, that Wyoming has the fourth highest number of daily new coronavirus cases per capita over the past seven days, along with sharply rising hospitalizations here in the state. In your reflection, has your strategy been successful in the way that you have dealt with COVID here in Wyoming?
1: I don't know, Craig, if anybody's strategy has been particularly successful. Really, around the nation, everyone is sort of struggling with the same, with the same rise. I, I do think that if you look back early in the spring, and we have no interest in going back to shut down orders or anything like that, but if you look back early in the spring where there was a predicted sort of, uh, you know flatten the curve conversation, a predicted rise, We saw that rise coming, we got out ahead of it. Um, It was proved not to be such a big deal. Uh, We we got into the summer with really remarkable statistics. I was very proud of the fact that Wyoming was one of the three most open states and yet we had one of the lowest rates of not only death, but of, of infection. Uh, and, and that all seemed good, I guess. I always wondered whether the kettle was sort of simmering, and along came September. I think a lot of people thought, and I heard, I've heard this, I just talked to Kiwanis uh, uh, in the recently, and, and they were saying, I didn't think it was a big deal. Um, you know, we did so well this summer, and then suddenly I know this person who's been sick and that person. So, so we now see those cases rising. That's been a challenge. Trying to figure out how to bring a, an appropriate measure of restraint has been a challenge. Uh, the big concern that we see now, and I think you talked about it, is is hospital capacity, and not just infrastructure. It's it's people. You know, we've had to reach out and pull from New England uh, medical staff to come to Wyoming because because our staff is getting worn out, they're getting exhausted. Every state around us is dealing with the same issues. Um, And I, I do hope we can get out ahead of like we did this spring, bring it down, but that's only one side of it. I mean, the second side of it, of course, everybody's talked about what the economic burden is. Absolutely. Just talked to Esther George, president of the Kansas City Federal Reserve day before yesterday. Uh, we were talking about blockchain and opportunities for Wyoming, and she's saying, you know, nobody wants the shutdown, Mark, because it'll be devastating to our economy. We have CARES funding. That CARES funding has helped bridge a number of our businesses this year. That runs out on December 30th. Congress hasn't done anything. Our job is to make sure that we don't overwhelm our medical facilities, that we slow down our rate of infection, that we get ourselves in a good place because come January and February and March, those are the months I'm most concerned about.
0: A week ago today, starting on Friday, you were as concerned, angry, um, intense as I've ever seen you in talking about COVID. In this last week, are you more positive or are you more concerned as we speak today?
1: I am very concerned. Um, I am very concerned because we just don't see our ability to bring these down. Our, our hospitalization rates keep going up, as I mentioned on that Friday, and that was the tough thing. You, you, you know, all through the summer, we were talking about maybe 30 deaths, and now we're at 155. Uh, we, we keep getting, you know, groups of 10. Yes. And, not reported and in ones or twos anymore. That that's exactly right. And these are these are our neighbors. These are our friends. It's not just people that that are nameless faces. These are people in our communities, uh, and 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 I I really struggle with that. Uh, and I I desperately want to get a, get ahead of that. And now I'm worried about our our medical staff um, be, because those I have family that are medical staff and. They're on the front lines, uh, and, and I worry
0: about them. Before we turn the page on COVID, um, Wyoming is granted $1.25 billion in CARES Act funding, mm-hmm. and some are concerned that it can't all be spent before the end of the year. W- what are we gonna be looking at at the end of the year, um, Governor? Will you have been able to support Wyoming with those funds in the way that you had imagined when this was first passed?
1: I, I think we will um, have done a very good job of deploying all of our funds. We're on track to do that. Uh, I I really wanna give a thanks to the legislature for coming in for that special session and and providing two things. One, uh, providing uh, the the opportunity to be able to do some good work and some good programs. And two, uh, a pacing structure. Uh, The the pacing structure was and, and is becoming even more important as we get towards the end. You know, you, you hear about, well, will they be able to spend it all? Uh, I have to say the calls we're getting uh, at this point is how come I'm not getting my, my amount of money? I think you ought to do another program that does this or that. So there's no, um, there's no limitation on the amount of desire. Uh, and, and I think we are really trying to get it out. We focused, Craig, just on making sure that we did the most we could for our businesses
0: and your office, you believe, has been able to handle that capacity?
1: I, I think we have, I think we have. Would, would I do it all again exactly the same way? I think we've learned so much. Sure. Um, but but we really tried to make it accessible. We, we really tried to make it easy for people in Wyoming. Uh, we are auditing now to make sure that, uh, you know, those people who might have made a mistake, you know, have a, have a good way to come back and say, I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't need all this. Before
0: we go, Governor, I need to ask you about the presidential election. Um, Vice President Biden. Mm -hmm. You said in a tweet um, more than a week ago now, and I wanna quote the tweet, that when a result is confirmed, congratulations for the winner will be in order. And I wanna ask you, Governor, is there any evidence that has come your way that is giving you pause still today that Vice President Biden will not be President Biden in January?
1: You know, I haven't, I haven't really seen any evidence. I know that there are several legal challenges that are being played out. Uh, I know there's some recounts that are going on. Uh, and, you know, just as I said beforehand, I, I think projections are wonderful. Um, but, but it is it was when the canvassing board met in Wyoming and we presented our case, those, that sort of case closed. And, and, and that's where I'd like to see us um, and and I, I do think that uh, we uh, are at a very interesting time in our nation's history. I'd like to see it resolved quickly, but I wanna make sure that all due process is covered. We have
0: a, just over a minute left, Governor. You'll report to the legislature in January the state of the state of Wyoming. Are you going to be able to say that the state of Wyoming is strong?
1: I will say that the state of Wyoming is a bit weaker, but that our our stamina is strong and that our ability to rise above is is strong uh, and that we have work to do. I haven't said anything uh, different from that. This summer, addressing the Republicans, I said, any new legislator is gonna have to learn quick and work hard because we have work to do.
0: Thanksgiving week is upon us. Mm -hmm. What's your advice to Wyomingites as they're still trying to contemplate, should I go see family and friends? Should I not?
1: This this virus is incredibly aggressive. My recommendation is that people uh, stay to smaller groups. Um, You know, in our family, uh, you you think you know everybody. We had a, a couple of positives that showed up. Uh, and so I think people should be very cautious, stay fewer than 10 people. Have your plans changed
0: this Thanksgiving because yeah, of COVID?
1: This, just this morning, my daughter who was planning to come in said, I think we're gonna stay put. And my son living in Montana said, we're staying put.
0: Well, I'm mm-hmm. sorry to hear that COVID's impacted your family, governor, but I do wanna wish you certainly and the first lady a very happy Thanksgiving and best wishes for the end of this year. It's been quite a year.
1: Oh. Well, thank you, Craig, and happy Thanksgiving to you and to everyone in Wyoming. This program is supported in part by a grant from the BNSF Railway Foundation, dedicated to improving the general welfare and quality of life in communities throughout the BNSF Railway service area proud to support Wyoming PBS.
0: By a grant from AARP, serving the needs and providing real possibilities for the over 50 population in Wyoming. AARP Wyoming, proud to support Wyoming PBS. This program was funded in part by a grant from Newman's Own Foundation, working to nourish the common good by donating all profits from Newman's Own food and beverage products to charitable organizations that seek to make the world a better place. More information is available at newmansownfoundation.org.